sporty sedan. Oh, here we're ringing. All right. All right, folks. Race Chaser Dad is on the line. UFO hotline, may we help you? <laughs> <laughs> you're, uh, you're live on the Clips on Tap podcast, Dad. Um, Welcome back to Eclipse on Tap, the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds and space in general. We are here with you in the month of December. Crack it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> For episode 28. 28. It's, uh, it's, it's episode three for me. Yeah, well, yeah. Episode, episode two as an official co-host. Yes, yes. Episode three in a row uh, for being on. 28. It's true. Think about that. Yeah. That's uh, each month it gets, gets uh, one month older, you know? <laughs> it's crazy how that works. Yeah. It's crazy. Insane. Crazy. But we uh, welcome you back to um, Pub 39A Studio. Pub 39A Studios. Yes. That's yes. actually uh, something we have to adjust because the way Apple Podcast now does the um, the referencing in the in their system, it has like a publisher. And so oh, yeah. it, it used to just say for us, it just said Eclipse on Tap, and then it was published by Eclipse on Tap. But I think we should change it to say Pub 39A Studios. Oh, for sure. I think so. Because if you then, uh, if you look at like the uh, the big podcasts that are out there, they all have they're all signed to somebody. Yeah. You know, like Ramble Studios is one. So like you know, I don't know who Rogan is. You know who who, yeah. who produces his. Yeah. But it says that underneath. So we should do that. You just gotta gotta soundproof the old kitchen here and. Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> Somebody comes over and you, you just have foam yeah. all over the top. Yeah. I. <laughs> few years down the line, I go to sell the place. Yeah, well, this was a uh, studio here in the kitchen, but you can easily turn it back into a kitchen if you want to. So, yeah. <laughs> Got the Bunsen burner yeah. in the corner. and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Bunsen burners going in the corner. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, sh- we should do that. We should oh, do the well, old... cheers, boys. Yeah. On cheers. that note. Episode 28. Let's cheers. Do On that note. This is said... Coors Light, by the way. Yeah, th- this is a Coors. Not a sponsor yet. Yet, but the mountains are blue. Yeah, they oh, are so, blue. So blue. They are blue. It's uh, this was uh, you know, it's it's cold brewing technology. This this has been cold since the birth of this uh, can of beer here. So, bought it out of the freezer D and W. Yeah, I shouldn't have mentioned their name. They're not a sponsor. But, <laughs> yeah. Not an ad. No, <laughs> no. For all of our loyal yeah. listeners. Speaking yeah. of blue, Nathan. Uh, had a recent experience. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah what have you been up to, Nathan? <laughs> well, you know, this and that. Um, shout out to my buddy in arms here, Adam McIntyre, who uh, also went through. He's a loyal listener of ours. Um, went and had the old sterilization procedure done. Mm. Uh, I was a bit, a bit taken back when I was told that there was no sedative that would be given. And in, in talking with Adam, he he opted to be shut down completely, so he was he was put out for it. <laughs> I think which, I would too. Yeah, I mean. I, in hindsight, I should have. Um, yeah, it's it's a pretty quick procedure. It was only you know fifteen minutes, but uh, my knees got a little wobbly afterwards. Uh, I was at the checkout desk and started 
you know, the tunnel started closing in on me and the teeter totter. Yeah. I had to go be laid down in a, a room for about 20 minutes and drink some water, cold washcloth on my head. Cause the gravity of what had just happened to me, um, started to sink in a little bit. Give and, you a cold towel and some crackers and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sir, would you like some orange juice? <laughs> <laughs> no, I need a Coors yeah. Light. Thank you. Here's some, here's some goldfish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. so yeah, I did that. The, the week before Thanksgiving, yeah, we'd hit our de- deductible for the year, so you know why not? <laughs> Roll tide. <laughs> why not? Hey, honey, here's yeah. what I got you for Christmas. It's, it's a good uh, time of year to do that too. You know, weather's starting to yeah turn a little pear shaped, and you know yeah, yeah. We're good. Speaking we no, of pear shapes, <laughs> <laughs> no mountain biking uh, going on right now. No. Yeah, not a lot of. Uh, no. yeah. It's a good time to. To take some time off from uh, from the old bicycle, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there hasn't been a whole lot of bicycle riding on this side of the table here, but or uh, on this side, yeah. But or this side. we'll we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll it, get to it, it. this is the thing. When I'm thinking about it, I think I was telling you, I uh, we finished Iceman. We talked about Iceman last month, the big mountain bike race that we do, and then David and I had just gotten new indoor trainers. And I was all excited about it, so I was hitting that you know, like on a regular basis, yeah. um, going maybe once, a, once every other day, or at least one, you know, like probably th- four times a week, maybe. And then I started thinking about it and I'm like, okay, I've got November, December, January, February, <laughs> March, April. <laughs> like yeah. Michigan is not kind in the no. spring. So, no. so and yeah. the, the earliest we're going to get on the bike is April really outside. Realistic. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Well, unless it's like this past April when it was like literally it was getting pretty, a, yeah. we got a snowstorm in like pretty the bad. first yeah that's true week or maybe two weeks in yeah so, so. That, that's what i was thinking i'm like yeah. nah there's time yeah <laughs> yeah there's 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 time to ramp this uh this train up here speaking Especially, of bicycles though might be a good time to to uh give the the national or worldwide uh worldwide premiere oh premiere yeah of our it's uh, like step brothers yeah world <laughs> yeah worldwide premiere of our um eclipse on tap cycling team club club yeah so we're yeah. we're working with a local company v13 shout out to them and and gary ryan rockford michigan rockford michigan yeah so they're they're putting together a kit for us um you know right now the plan is just to have three of them made for for us three but uh certainly if listeners want to get involved and and support the team and ecliptic brewing has graciously uh come on board as a um you know side sponsor and we're we're honored to have them on the jersey as as they're honored they've or they've been good to us with uh their support of the podcast so we're we're throwing them on the jersey yes sir yeah it's gonna be really good i think it's gonna be a slick kit uh we're kind of we've given uh some basic ideas to the to the crew at v13 and then they're gonna take their yeah. creative minds and put them to work. Yeah, come up with a real mm-hmm. slick kit. And uh, yeah, Ecliptic. I mean, we talked about this. We talked about this a lot. But ever since our February, it was episode eighteen, I believe. So ten episodes ago, um, coming up on a year ago, we had uh, John Harris on. And and ever since then, we've built a really strong relationship with Ecliptic Brewing in Portland, Michigan, or Portland, Oregon. And that's one of the coolest things is that they are in Oregon. Yeah, and they don't honestly. They don't even distribute their beer here yet. I think that it's only a, a matter of time before they do. They distribute to Pub Thirty Nine A, but that's because I think they do. They distribute. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They distribute to uh, uh, Wisconsin. I think. Oh, do they? Yeah. So yeah. it's probably only a matter of time before they yeah. hit the the great beer state of Michigan. But um, 
that strong relationship with them. You know, they've been really gracious in sending us beer. They sent us another beer for this month. Uh, their Sedna Stout, which we'll uh, introduce in a few minutes. But but it was only natural for us to talk to them and, and uh, get their logo on and on our kit as well. It makes sense too. Eclipse on tap, ecliptic brewing. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. It all flows yeah. together. So we're really excited about it and um, probably have some news to share with that. Maybe, who knows, maybe by next episode as I think far so. as a render. We, we've already seen uh, one rendering we, we sent in for a couple of revisions on that. Um, and, and we kind of gave them V13 free reign on design. We, we, we said we want, you know, these parameters, but uh, gave them free reign on what they wanted to do creatively. With yeah. It. And they, they came, the first one I was really impressed with. I, I thought it was really, really good. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was definitely like, okay, yeah, we're working with somebody who, who definitely, um, you know, knows how to throw something together. You yeah. Know, it's not like a made on Microsoft paint Right. Yeah. yeah. And then the the quality of the kit, you know, we you uh just yesterday got to take a look at some of the stuff that's uh that they got for the top end kit and it's uh it's really good. Good quality stuff. Higher you quality know. than yeah. the guys that are gonna be wearing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean probably. Um Well that's all right. But at least we'll we'll look legit. We'll look mm-hmm. good. That's yeah. the, that's half the battle, right? Just looking good. Absolutely. So yeah. So that's really exciting for us. Um, we're hoping to debut that, you know, come May or whenever the hell the snow melts. Yeah. So June. we'll, uh, yeah, yeah, June. <laughs> yeah. Half, the, half the parking lots around here, the big snow pile that the yeah. plow pushes doesn't melt till the 4th of July hardly. Yeah, yeah, and then the days start getting shorter in June too, so. Shut up. <laughs> it's just optimism i i think it'll be it'll be a fun year we'll break that out uh we'll we'll uh you know whether we do that ride that kid at grattan uh on occasion or what, whatever we do end up doing with that and it'll be fun yeah yeah, yeah it's starting out as like a as just a fun project and then like nathan yeah. said if it evolves into something bigger then more the merrier yeah and we'll uh we'll we'll have this first iteration as kind of a, a test run and then uh, go from there. I so, think it'd be cool to yeah. stock it, you know, uh, uh, yeah. on our Instagram. See if we yeah. if we've got followers that are also enthusiasts that yeah. want to yeah. pick it up. Our website yeah. does uh, offer the ability for from the from the user side, um, or I guess sorry the the design side of the website. There is a, uh, opportunities to sell on the website, so we could yeah. post a little store uh, potentially in the future. So yeah, good. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, definitely have some glamour shots on the old uh, Facebook oh, yeah. page, probably holiday calendar possible. Yeah. yeah, 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 or or just a full on seasonal calendar. Yeah, Mister June and July and August. <laughs> and we'll, uh, you know, one thing I thought of just now is that we should probably put the uh, we could put the old uh, Pub Thirty Nine A logo. Oh yeah, on one of the pubs. Yeah, and then the, other, the other thing we got to do is come up with a logo yeah. for the underground. I, yeah, I was I was telling yeah. you last night. So yeah. the, I mean, when you think about it that way. So we'll have Eclipse on Tap as the title sponsor, and then you've got Ecliptic Brewing, um, who as we've already talked about was working with us, and then uh, the Team Underground that we've talked about that before, our little trail. Oh, well, you know what we should do is the Underground Mission Patch. Yeah, yeah that would be that. That would be sweet. The one the uh, Taylor Brands shout out to them. They're the ones that designed our logo for the podcast. I just put the I put Team Underground in there. And it asks you like, what you know, what is it that this is yeah. for? What is this logo for? And I wrote landscaping because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's a trail, you know. That, yeah. 
and it came up with this cool it was like a shovel and a rake it was like this cool design it wasn't you know, it was just very well crafted and it was a cro- like a little x like this yeah and then it said team underground and the underground kind of looked like it was like a font that had like dirt on it it was cool i'll show you guys huh. oh, well, I so it. i gotta see that so we'll <laughs> have to i mean when you think about pub 39a logo we'll come <clears> up with one Team Underground logo, Ecliptic Brewing, Team well, Eclipse on tap. We have enough to fill the, the kit. The, oh, the, yeah. The Pub 39A logo is on my mirror back here. Oh, yeah. yeah we yeah, just yeah. use that one. Yeah, the, with yeah. the font, with the Saturn V yeah. up the center. Yeah, oh, I was thinking, just like on the little patch or like on the pocket or whatever, whatever yeah. we want to do with it, you know, that'd be kind of fun, you know. Yeah, we'll get I like it. The, I like the shovel rake kind of idea, though, yeah. just with the, the work that we've done over there. Yeah, because that's, that's what idea. we essentially are doing, yeah. like landscaping. Yeah. I, did, yeah. I did do another one. Shout out to Jeremiah. I did one logo. It was just two chainsaws like this. <laughs> and uh, that could be a, his own With logo. the bottle of Knob Creek in the middle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, but like, the other cool thing that V does is um, you can customize the jersey. So, like, you know, if, if, if you got, if you want to put your name on the sleeve or anywhere on them, you yeah. can fully customize them. So, yeah, we could, for the rest of the crew, get everybody a, yeah uh, in a kit and i'll uh, um, do a name patch like i'll uh, uh the uh apollo yeah suit yeah mm-hmm. yeah the last name or our alias so last name we, yeah. get, we get some jackets made oh yeah i mean we, the, we the, could, the the possibilities are endless business cards for the underground <laughs> <laughs> the it, the list goes on yeah start outsourcing CTO, our services yeah. chief trail officer <laughs> <laughs> yes oh, assistant man. to the chief trail officer a c t o a a c t o assistant to the assistant chief trail junior officer. assistant trail officer <laughs> in training <laughs> junior trail salesman <laughs> no yeah but it's gonna be good i think that we have plenty to fill up a good kit i mean that's one of the things that like if it was just our logo without the help of uh other people it would probably look kind of lame yeah look too too wow. uh well, it'd be fine, but it would just be like, it'd look like a, I don't know, what do you call it? We got to look pro. Like a club kit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What's the... It'd look generic. Say, yeah, like a generic logo. Like when you go online and you go on eBay or whatever and you search like Founders Jersey. Yeah. And it's just like yeah. Founders Brewing logo and that's it. And yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. And like, yeah. We're going to do you proud ecliptic brewing. We will. Uh, you know, I told them we'd send them the uh, final render for their approval since they are a part of this. And then yep. uh, we'll, we'll make it happen. So really exciting. And I think that segues well into our beer. We should crack the, uh, the Sedna yeah. Stout. It's a, um, it. This is one that they sent us. It's a yearly release. This is the 2019 edition. It's listed as a Tiramisu Stout. Oof. And uh, they've won it's some like awards. In a yeah, they've won some awards for it, from what I understand. They also do a bourbon barrel aged Sedna. This is the standard version, but um, John Harris and uh, Colette over at Ecliptic Brewing, the marketing manager, sent us this to uh, to sample, and we're happy to feature it on this podcast. So David's going to pour us up some small sample-sized pours, and we'll give a nice cheers. It's dark. Oh, it is. Looks chocolatey. It's dark as night. <clears throat> this will be a, uh, a welcome introduction yeah. to this type of beer, because we almost always feature something hoppy like a ipa of sorts this will be i think the first time ever that we've had a stout yeah i think i think it is cheers cheers boys cheers to ecliptic thank you Mm. that's good good in all honesty i'm not much of a stout guy but that's delicious that is very it's it's when you when you hear the word tiramisu stout i'm kind of like is it gonna be overly sweet 
That yeah. is really I could drink. That's clean. That's easy to drink. I can see why it won good, an award. Good yeah. amount of like because um, with like stouts, I feel like a lot of times they they taste kind of flat. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but good this carbonation. has definitely got some good carbonation in it too. It's so. Really, that's very good. It's yeah. very drinkable. Not not yeah. like a meal in a bottle. And uh, you know, we're saying it's very drinkable. Uh, little do we know, it is eleven point two percent. Well. I, isn't it? Didn't yeah. it say that on the this side? would be Is good. It? This would be good for, with tiramisu. Oh, sorry, eight and a half percent. My bad. The bourbon barrel aged version. Yeah, is eleven. Either way, it's gonna get the job done. It does not taste like eight and a half percent. Like when you drink like a two hearted, like a Bell's two hearted. I mean, that's a great beer. It obviously is. It has tons of accolades. But for an IPA, you can tell it's seven and a half percent. Oh yeah. Like you can taste yeah. that. You can. Yeah. Hits different, bro. <laughs> it smacks. <laughs> Slice. <laughs> and a, a lot of times with yeah the um like the brewery vivant like bourbon barrel ones that are stouts and stuff like that it's you can you can like even something like this small of a sample glass yeah. you have one of those in your it's boozy well your, you go to the, like their wood age beer fest and you don't think you're getting much because you're getting like what is that a three ounce glass yeah, maybe but they also give you like 10 tokens well yeah that's just that's the <laughs> point is like oh i'm only having like three ounces but then you get yeah. smashed in like a half an hour yeah it's uh th- those types of beers um they really do i mean it it sneaks up on you in a way but yeah. but this is i i mean major props i when when they first sent us this it was the they had two previous bottles they sent us one was the collaboration with bells which is only natural it's a michigan based brewing company oregon awesome collaboration that was a super happy mm. ipa yeah. mm-hmm and then they had the, uh, what was the one last, a Belgian hoppy, kind of like still that same style, like a lighter, hoppier beer. And then this is the polar opposite. And it's, uh, I would say, arguably just as good. That's when yeah. you know you got a good brewer that can can span the spectrum of different beers. Yeah, you know, that's, that's a... IPAs. Yeah. That's John Harris lagers, right there. Yeah. Stouts, everything. He's a pro. And yeah. every, everything they've sent us has been a good, like a different variety as far as, you know, type of beer and yeah. all that but it's it's like this is definitely the the most uh i guess different type that they, they actually sent us i mean usually they've sent us like a ipa yeah, the hobby stuff, stuff like that yeah. so but this is definitely um you know the i think first one that obviously was a actual stout but it, i think it you know yeah. in the 28 episodes that we've had this podcast going and every one we featured a beer this is the first time we featured a stout. Mm-hmm. I can say that for sure. Look at um, this label too. Yeah. This thing's remarkable. Yeah, I took a close up of the label, so we'll put that up on the screen for yeah. the uh, for the video. But the Sedna stout, it, uh, Sedna apparently is. Uh, does it say a little blurb on the side there, Nathan? Uh, I think it does. Okay. Lo- uh, located out of the coldest twilight of our solar system, Sedna is a minor planet of mysterious origin. We pay our respects with this deep, velvety, full flavored beer. Oh, velvety. Brewed with vanilla, coffee, and chocolate. Sedna is a perfect nightcap for those dark nights. And it is dark at night here. It is very dark. 445, the sun's twinkling on us. Yeah. And I actually, uh, I saw via Ecliptic Brewing's Instagram, at Ecliptic Brewing, shout out. John Harris's favorite dessert is tiramisu. Oh, this I did see perfect, that uh, when they could, well, yeah when they posted the that feature of that beer they they had that dessert there yeah, yeah he had a, yeah. yeah they had that paired with this beer and yeah. I mean it's one of those types of beers where um like you, like you said Nathan you have to be a good brewer to uh, encapsulate all the styles embody everything from you, you you've got your lightest beer that they do. 
they had a pale ale that we've tried that's you know, super light and drinkable yeah uh, crushable yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they've got this spectrum too which is just as drinkable they are uh, very well known for a beer that they call capella porter i think capella is uh <clears throat> i don't know i i, I, won't, I don't want to say what it it's some sort of space theme of course just like sedna but they've won a lot of awards for their porter and uh, that's one of those types of beers where i personally most porters i try i am not a fan of mm. so i'm highly anxious to try that yeah yeah. Because it's only it's gonna it's gonna be good. I mean, yeah. they uh, they know what they're doing. His uh, his pedigree is uh, pretty insane. Yeah, it's not his uh, first lap around the sun. No, he uh, yeah he's been doing this a while. He knows what he's doing. This is not uh, he's legit. This is not a brewing company that's open in the last. You know, Ecliptic Brewing is five years old, but his his pedigree is upwards of mm-hmm. thir- thirty five years old or forty. Yeah. You know, he he has uh, been in the industry for a long time. So. Yep. Big cheers to them. And as we know, they're celebrating their fifth orbit. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, yeah. I like how they phrase it that yep. way, too. It's not their yep. fifth anniversary. It's their fifth orbit around the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Appropriate. It yeah. fits with their with their theme. So, yeah. We just need to find a way to loosen the restrictions in Michigan so we can get our hands on this. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll have to... Maybe I'll email uh, the marketing person just to ask. I'm curious. I know a lot of it has... To, actually, a ton of it has to do with the distributors so yeah. there's a few in the area there's one called imperial beverage and they are uh, they're located here in grand rapids they distribute all to the west side of the state if it's a, you just get a con it's a contract it's a contractual uh, yeah. block so if you can get imperial beverage let's say uh or you know any of the others to sign an agreement with ecliptic that's all you need right it's not a lack of uh i mean they distribute to like massachusetts so it's not a lack of um you know, transport. It's right. just the contractual. Eclipse yeah. on taps distributors. Well, we ran into the there same thing with yeah. uh, the Welsh whiskey we all enjoy, Pandaren, where for the longest time, the only place you could get it was Chicago. <clears throat> and now all of a sudden right. it's showing up. Yeah. But I think also if, if we get out and uh, uh, voice some demand for it, that'll help too. Yeah, well, no, it, it yeah. absolutely will. It's, it's one of those things where the Pandaren is more difficult because it's a liquor and yeah. Michigan has laws. Uh, with liquor specifically, but with beer, I'm sure there's definitely <clears throat> laws and things that they need to follow, but it's significantly looser yeah. than liquor. Yeah. Part of the reason Pendaren has been uh, showing up in Grand Rapids recently is because of our father. <laughs> the, <laughs> the race chaser. Yeah, he race is the demand. Out. He, has, he, he, he we're, drives the demand. We were over there for yeah. Thanksgiving. He's got no less than 10 bottles of Pendaren. Does he really? Basement. Oh, my gosh. And he's yeah. got a, I remember yeah. well, four, four or five years ago, he, did, he couldn't get any. Oh, and yeah. now he's got 10. Yeah. Now that he knows, like, yeah, I mean, because that place that he, <laughs> he goes to every liquor store, he's yeah. like, whatever you can get, I'll buy it all from you. Yeah. I mean, a full case <laughs> is 12. So he's up, he's upwards of a full case nowadays. Yeah. yeah. That's well, pretty, I mean, it's gotten to the point where that, you know, the liquor store will call him when it's in now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I was in, I was in, uh, the, the liquor store up at, uh, 28th and Breton there. Yeah. And asked the gal behind the counter if they had any Pandaren. She's like, I don't. Uh, but even if I did, I can't sell it to you because I have a, a loyal customer that comes in all the time and gets it. That's my like, dad. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> he, she's like, oh, she started describing him like, yeah, he just had his hip replaced. He's walking with a cane right now. Yeah, that's my dad. She's like, <laughs> oh, he came in with your mom. He was getting around so well. <laughs> He's got the entire city of Grand Rapids Pandaren supply. We got him a whole, yeah. we got him a whole box. Yeah. 
So if you're a Grand Rapids listener, good luck getting a bottle because yeah. you're not. It's on lock. Race Chaser Dad. You can buy yeah. one from him. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the same thing's going to happen when Ecliptic comes here. We're just going to lock it down. And they're yeah. going to have to come through Pub 39A to get anything. I would love yeah. so much. It would be the most rewarding thing I think we've ever done on this podcast if we in some way assisted in the introduction of Ecliptic Brewing to the state of Michigan. Well, I think... I by, mean, how cool would that be? Well, I mean, honestly, like, that's could be, you know, a lot of the reason that they want to be, I mean, a part of the jersey. You never know. I mean, that might yeah. be something that... Yeah. Well, for them, it's like... For them, it's advertising here in Michigan, and, you know, it, we're talking about it on the podcast, and, you know, somebody's going to see that on the jersey, and we're going to say, yeah, this is this awesome brewery out in Portland, Oregon. If you're out in Portland, then you should you have to go visit this place like you know i don't a lot of people at least cyclists they go out west to go riding out there and oregon and all that so i mean um i think it i think for them it's like you never know i think maybe maybe there are plans to come here i mean hopefully there are but it'd be cool if we were part of that you know i would assume that they have to have at least thought about it with as much beer as the state drinks um it would only be natural for them to consider this as a market yeah yeah but that would be that would be the coolest i think if we i mean like when i when we email when i emailed colette the marketing manager there um you know i said that that you know we will ride with this kit on a you know somewhat regional scale like in the midwest mostly in michigan and um you know people people are gonna probably ask about it oh yeah i'm almost positive people will because it's a it's a small community too. And cycling. Cy- yeah, cycling and beer kind of. Or I shouldn't s- say small, but uh, a tight knit. Yeah, community. and they go hand in hand. If you yeah. look at any major cycling event, almost pretty much the the sponsor is Bell's Bell, founders. Bell's what Beer, it? Iceman, yeah, founders that does Barrier Bay, Peak to Peak. Yeah, it's it, they go hand in hand. Yeah. When you finish a big race and you have beer at the finish, people are excited about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that's plus the placement of the logo. It's the last thing they're going to see when they're getting their asses dropped. That's yeah. right. <laughs> they're going to see at my the, ass and they're going to see Ecliptic Brewing. At the right. Weekly Gratin so, series. Yeah. Mm. Once I get the fitness to, you know, potentially drop somebody in July. It's all right. We have like or eight, August. We have eight months. You got time, Devo. Six to eight months. I am Mr. August, so. Yeah, that's true. Not for the calendar, but maybe. Oh, yeah. If we do I think a calendar. We, yeah, if we do, then you'd be Mr. August. <laughs> is, is, are we done with this? Oh, no. Pour, no, pour we, another round. That was, uh, yeah. that was delicious. Fill it up again. Mm-mm. So, uh, you know, mo- moving on to the, as we're talking about space, space beer, I think introducing the, um, one of the, the hottest topics in, in space these days is, is Elon Musk's Starship. Yes, sir. Starship Mark One uh, was revealed a couple months ago at a big event, and um, it looked amazing. It was one of those types of uh, vehicles that you look at it, you're just like, "This is the the future." Yeah. And um, they did have uh, what it, I think, in many uh, general public people's eyes, was uh, a failure uh, recently with the Mark One. But in upon further investigation. Um, Elon and SpaceX have come out and said, well, you know, actually we were testing this vehicle to its max and um, we w- really weren't that caught off guard by what happened. So, yeah. Um, and this was definitely like it, just looking at the vehicle itself, you know, it's it's a first rendition. Yeah. So, and, and even the materials they used for this first rendition aren't going to be, you know, what the final 
you know, the, the, the final go around is definitely going to be made out of, out of different materials. It's going to look slightly different. So I think this is all, all part of the, the test phase. Yeah. Cause it, I know. mean, even Mark one kind of looked somewhat thrown together, I'd say, you know, they're not using, uh, I mean, we can talk about it maybe on the second half, but they, Tesla, his other company, revealed the Cybertruck, and that one had that very smooth, clean-looking, cold-rolled steel. Mm-hmm. That's what the final mark of Starship will will look like. Right. This initial one was like these panels of yeah. steel. Yeah. Well, so I, yeah. I like probably most of the public was thinking that it was, uh, you know, it was a total failure, but it really was an integrity test of you know the welds, the yeah. the capacity that this thing had to to withstand. Yeah, they were pressurizing the worst it. torture it could possibly. Yeah, pressurizing take. it to to its absolute max. Yeah, and the uh, was it the bulkhead blew off the top, and the whole thing kind of uh, didn't really. I, I wouldn't say it was a fiery explosion. No, it, it was pretty clear it was a pressurized like yeah. kind of a big pop. Yeah, yeah. it just it kind of yeah. Yeah, I mean, shaking up a two liter of pop and watching it explode. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> I think um, with all the people out there that are you know maybe critical on the whole situation with it, a failure and all that, like a lot of people just don't realize that, you know, you have to, you have to have those types of things happen. Even with like the crew dragon, those types of failures with the testing and all that, that, that stuff has to happen Yeah, that before that you can yeah. move on and make improvements. And I mean, you look back at the, the early Apollo days, even some of the early renditions and, you know, the reason, basically, the reason we had the Apollo One fire was because the, of the materials they were using and the way they had it wired, and so stuff like that has to. I mean, obviously, the Apollo One wasn't ideal; it wasn't a um, a, a good day, but um, that that failure had to happen to make the progress to the actual final command module yeah, capsule. Would, so th- this is the same type of deal. I would argue so. that if, like, for SpaceX, if they're not um, kind of torture testing the starship yeah that'd actually be a bit of a bad thing mm-hmm. if they weren't doing you'd rather it, you know. it blow up here than without yeah. anybody in it than it happened yeah. when they're on the way to mars exactly on the mark one i mean he stated that it's not even going to be probably till mark four or five before the thing even actually goes up so yeah. it, i mean yeah. it's and with the crew dragon what you mentioned david about the uh, crew dragon capsule on the the hold down test in the summertime when that exploded that that again i think that was a little more unexpected but it's still like it it's probably good that it happened when it did. Yeah. And now they're back on track. They they just sent uh, a crew dragon up yesterday. Oh yeah. They're yeah. not a crew dragon, but yeah. Well, yeah. The crew they dragon capsule. The yeah. yeah. It didn't have any yeah. humans in it, but yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. it's all uh, a bit of a trial and error game. Yeah. yeah. Especially with a you know company like this that this is their first go around with a uh, you know a crewed vehicle. So I mean, obviously they're using the greatest minds that are out there to help develop it and people that have had experience with, you know, NASA and this, that, the other. But I think that, that you have to, at the end of the day, that anytime it's the first go around for, you know, SpaceX to make a crewed vehicle or, you know, at the same time start developing an even larger crewed vehicle that's going to take people to Mars and the moon and all that kind of stuff. Like you're going to have, like, this is just part of the process. I mean, not a, all of it's ideal and not all of it's planned, but that's why they're, that's exactly why they don't put people in it to begin with right from the get go. So, mm-hmm. but I think we'll see it. It's going to happen. I mean, yeah, oh, it will. Soon. It will. It will. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, they have big ambitions for this rocket 
and if you have big ambitions, then you need to do this. You need to stress test it. Yeah. Put it up to its maximum pressure, like they were for this test. So, but like to your point, Nathan, I think a lot of people, like even myself, when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh crap!" Yeah. This is gonna set them way back. back. Oh god. Just like I mean, the crew dragon, because I think everyone's used to the the crew dragon was I don't think expected. So they were like, "Okay, this is a setback," because they initially were saying they were gonna launch human beings in the crew dragon this past August, a few months ago. Yeah. That was clearly a setback. This is not though. This is a, a a step in the direction of design for the rocket right and you gotta know where it's gonna fail in order to improve it yeah and people are so used to seeing them make progress so quickly i feel like Mm -hmm. so i think you know to the average viewer you know they're they're used to seeing rockets going off every month uh or more frequently than i mean in some you know like last year i mean they had stuff going off like a couple weeks in a row so I think they're just so used to that. I mean, and everybody nowadays is so impatient. They just want to see stuff like, you know, yeah. why aren't we to the moon yet? Well, I mean, it's it's a total redesign of the whole concept. So it's going to take a while. We're in a, cl- a clickbait culture. Yeah. People want to see things right there, right then, ready and go. Yeah. And um, Damn millennials. I mean, you could argue that, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You could argue that um, SpaceX, as far as a company is concerned, has progressed progressed faster and uh, you know done more as far as productivity in the last ten years than yeah. arguably any other company, and they haven't focused solely on putting people inside of rockets right from the beginning, you know, as opposed to like back in the day with NASA with Mercury and uh, you know Apollo and everything, they've focused on other technologies along the way like reusing the boosters and all this kind of stuff that they emphasized so much uh, of their energy into i mean they could easily probably if they were focusing just on starting a crew dragon capsule from the very beginning they would have already had the people going up to the space station and the thing but i think because from the beginning they focused on making a rocket and a rocket that they can reuse boosters and re you know land the boosters on their own like that that's taken up a lot of the time too so oh yeah they didn't want to do like a me too type yeah mission they wanted to to innovate and and set a new bar for what was you know a possibility reinvent the entire structure of what space travel could look like yeah and uh you know look good doing it heck yeah i have to say those a lot of the vehicles they i mean every single one that they make it's uh it's pretty badass looking. Yeah, they're pretty slick. Yeah, yeah. The Including final. the new truck. The new truck. Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, I think that'd be uh, that'd be good second half conversation. We'll bring yeah. up the cyber truck I'm in the second half. Ahead of myself. Well, we, I mean, it, just looking at the time. Damn it, this be a, a great spot for uh, for a break. Yeah. Uh, we'll finish up our delicious Sedna Stout, and uh, we'll introduce our second half beer in the. I ain't got no beer. I ain't got no beer. But this Thanks is actually again ecliptic brewing i mean this this is top notch i mean yeah i I don't think i i'm gonna go out there and say it i don't know if i've had a stout that i enjoy this much no i'm not i'm like and i don't drink a lot of them because people wait in line for like kbs like the founders and i i could care less this i I, i'm going to i would mission to get ecliptic brewing i would i would buy like with a stout like there everyone has their own flavors and or their own tastes i should say and i think all three of us are on kind of the ipa taste spectrum so we're not the kind of folks that are going out and buying a stout. Yeah. So when I first, when they first sent us this, I was like, oh, this will be interesting. 
Yeah. I, I would buy this. Oh, for I would sure. buy this bottle. Yeah, I'd be case of it, especially like on a winter night like this. Yeah, it's so good. So we'll it, finish up our uh, our Sedna, and then I'll be back with you in a few for half number two. It's time for ain't got no beer. I ain't got no beer. Finish up this one, and then I really won't got no beer. Yeah, that's right. Fill it up again. back to clips on tap episode 28 second half he's single ladies he is and gentlemen (laughs) (laughs) that's right nice acoustic intro little, little acoustic intro for everybody to the second half. People can see my guitar on the uh, on the wall on this. If if you oh, yeah. follow us on Instagram, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's not there for decoration. The uh, the man can play a guitar. Oh, you know, I dabble. I uh, you know, guy. I do it just for my uh, my own uh, soul. I'm uh, very uh, your own soul you nurturing. Know. Yeah, a little soul nurturing uh, on the weekdays, weekends, uh, and now the podcast. You know, we'll do you know a little uh, little dabble here and there. Yeah. How do you guys like that? Was that, that, that pretty was good? Perfect. Ah, it was beautiful. Couldn't have been better. So we're back with you in the second half. I'm sure there's a lonely woman that wants to be serenaded all night long. Ah. In our audience somewhere. Deep in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm sure there I'm sure there are with like uh, nine cats and Yeah. Some some woman out in wherever just listening every Bolivia. she's been yeah. listening to every single episode since episode one and she just because she saw the guitar on the wall when's yeah. he gonna play it yeah <laughs> there 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 i there i was there he go yeah um yeah i'll have to learn uh i'll have to learn something country some country there you go yeah, no, we'll, not we'll really. rewrite. Not the, much of a, Chris Stapleton or something. Not much of a that. country uh, country guy. We'll re- rewrite the uh, intro music. Actually, I have a really awesome story about the intro music. So the intro music for this podcast in the break is by a gentleman named Ken Burns, and it's an open source song. And the reason that Dave and I picked it is because it was like, okay, it's cool, kind of bluesy, whatever. Yeah. And uh, it's open source, so it's you're not going to get in any copyright trouble. Right. I was. Uh, up north a couple weekends ago hunting and uh waking up at the crack of dawn my uncle you know he's up at four o'clock in the morning brewing coffee i'm sleeping on the couch because it's a full house up there but uh you know i'm sitting there um he's got the tv on watching the news then he flips the channel to like pbs you know public broadcasting and it's some like you know very like uh janky grassroots produced um hunting show where they're they're going out and they're hunting pheasants or ducks or whatever bird hunting Mm mm-hmm and they're down in Oklahoma. And uh, I was totally dazed, you know, trying to wake up. And then all, all of a sudden I hear, 
name, like the song yeah. that we use. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what? Sure enough, uh, the stars must have aligned because none other than Charlie Duke was their what? special. Yes. That was their duck hunting or bird hunting guest. I'm not kidding you. Oh. He, he had the orange vest on and the shotgun. Charlie Duke is a sportsman, and he was hunting with these folks to our podcast song. I'm like, that's meant mm-hmm. to be. In my, the first thing I thought, to be completely honest, is if these guys, I'm, I'm telling you, it's a public broadcasting, honestly, pretty poorly produced show. Mm-hmm. Like, just one of those ones where you're like, okay, this wasn't very well thought out. Yeah. If those guys can get him on, we, we can, can get we him can on. we might have to go to him. The irony in all him. of this is that yeah. within our crew, Matt is known as the Duke. The Charlie, yeah, yeah. that's my alias, Charlie yeah. Duke. I was thinking him or uh, Michael Collins would be good too, but he might be a little bit tough to get on. But yeah. we'll have to find out. Charlie Duke would be interesting because he had both the Capcom experience and the uh, the moonwalking experience. So. Yep. Mm. But I think it's like if we went to if we if we uh, took the podcast to him, we could make it happen. I think so. It's all it's it's not a matter of like, oh, I'm Charlie Duke and I'm too you know too you know well known to be on your stupid little podcast. It's just a matter of like getting him yeah, on, getting, getting in touch getting with him, in touch with him, and getting him in the vicinity where we are. So th- that was inspiring. Just kind of a side note when I when you were playing that we were talking about the yeah. podcast music. That was a little uh, little Dave Matthews there intro. I hope everyone liked it. I'm uh, here every week uh, or every month, excuse me. Uh, I'm here every day at the pub, but <laughs> here every month at the podcast. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm available. So and if you know any single women, shout out at Eclipse on Tap. Just, yeah, you know, just shout us out on Instagram, <clears throat> Twitter, yeah. DM anything. us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm on Tinder. Uh, so what if you, you if met you, your future wife via someone that DM'd the podcast Instagram? She's she's probably worth marrying then at that yeah. point. If that, she's, that would be if incredible. She's DMing, uh, if she's dropping in our DMs. I yeah. Mean, sliding in. Sliding in the DMs. <laughs> um, I, I would, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be, that'd be uh, you know. You'd I, be I, open. I, I could be speaking too soon, though, so I'll be careful. Yeah. You don't want to get catfished. Yeah. Don't want to get catfished. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be bad. There's somebody out there, David. Anyway, that that in was a uh, solar system somewhere. There probably is. Maybe a Zeta Reticuli. There's somebody for me. <laughs> Just haven't met her yet. She's probably three feet tall and green. She'll come and abduct you. Yeah. And that'll be the end of it. Yeah. There you go. I done got abducted by my future wife. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Wouldn't that be a story? That'd be a hell of a story. You'd be a national phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah, the man, the man who married an alien, <laughs> and now the first interstellar marriage, <laughs> and now lives in a different galaxy. Still yeah. working customer service. <laughs> yeah, yeah, remotely, remotely. Their internet's far advanced. Yeah, but they, it, it's possible. It's po- anything is possible. That's how I live my everyday life. At anything's possible. And that's what we've, I mean, honestly, we've learned about this podcast too. There's people that we've had interviewed on this podcast that we would have never thought we have, could have ever uh, achieved. So, yeah. yeah. Never know. Yeah. But anyway, we are uh, drinking a very tasty beer. Mm-hmm. We introduced it on our story. So if you, um, if you are an Instagram follower, you will have seen it. It's from Illuminated Brew Works. 
Where is that? Is it, is it Chicago? I think it's Chicago. Does it say on there? Hold, please. It's very um, very tasty. It's called Astronaut Juice. Yeah, Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, Illinois. We've featured a beer from them. Uh, what was Enjoy that? Enjoy with people you trust. This is probably not the right platform for that. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, was it maybe four or so episodes ago, we featured a very similar beer. It was called Astronaut Ice Cream. And it was the same beer, but with yeah. uh, lactose sugar, so it kind of gave it like a milkshakey flavor. Yeah, this it, is the the true IPA. And those uh, the astronauts on that can that they had on the label had like one eye. Yeah, as a it was, head. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. kind of like it, it, it was. It was a cool, cool label. This is also a really cool label. It's very cool. They're very. Uh, the, the other label was uh, trippy. If maybe uh, we had ingested some psilocybin. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, that, that that would be the version yeah. of that beer. Yeah. So you want me to give you the rundown on astronaut yeah, juice? Go okay. for it. Uh, double uh, dry hop, double IPA. Uh, if you're going out, going to outer space, you want to bring a tasty beverage with you. Might we suggest astronaut juice? Astronaut juice per, uh, combines water, barley, yeast, and four kinds of hops to create a big, hazy, juicy beverage for your travels, no matter how far you drift out out to space. Please enjoy with people you trust. There you go. Yeah. Astronaut juice. I, tr- I like it. I trust is, you guys. Like we started uh, with Ecliptic's uh, stout. Yep. Not usually in my wheelhouse. This is more my normal wheelhouse. Um, and this is really tasty. I like it. Yeah, it's very good. It's uh, It kind of does remind me a lot of um, kind of our local, uh, one of our local favorites, the uh, Old Nation M43. Yeah. kind of a juicy IPA it's uh we've talked David and I have talked about it in in episodes past where it's very much the uh, the go-to style for a lot of breweries these days the New England style IPA uh, they don't specifically name this beer a New England style IPA but it, it pretty much is I mean yeah. it's it's that hazy style um, and yeah we've got a couple cans of it uh, courtesy of our local grocer Horrocks yeah maybe we can get them on the kit we yeah maybe we could yeah the the uh, <laughs> we, we did during the break we came to some uh, conclusions on the kit mm-hmm. yeah yeah some uh, some, some future renders I think redesign yeah. some um, ideas yeah yeah I think uh, either way it's gonna be well, the the finished product will be pretty sweet it's gonna I be think. a very slick kit yeah uh, we've gone for uh, kind of a more of a black and white color tone uh, which I think is based is, on the logo based on yeah. the logo you know our our logo is inherently is i mean just is black and white and a little bit of gray so i think the simpler the better a lot of times with some of these kits yeah sometimes you get um teams even some of the teams that we compete against are a little overboard on the colors yeah and um we've always been more fans of the simpler uh more understated tones so not only that but gary told me um so we and i think i can talk about this now but uh the new kit for 2020 uses a reflective material. We are the world premiere uh, of this kit. Nobody else has ordered it yet. Did you and, hear that, and, folks? Yeah. Eclipse on Tap, world premiere. It's going to be phenomenal. Buckle your seatbelts, kids. Phenomenal. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. it's a reflective mm-hmm. material that um, it, I, I think it's dyed into the fabric. And only when you shine a light yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so like you look at it in normal light, and it's just white or red or blue or whatever. But then when you flash photography it or you shine a light on it it illuminates like a glow stick it's crazy yeah that's it's it's awesome too for uh 
you know, safety perspective too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> half the people, maybe even more than half the people you drive past these days are on their phone. And uh, those of us that like to enjoy road cycling and share the road with those uh, very distracted drivers, um, it can only aid to uh, make us a little more visible, especially in the uh, low light conditions. Not right. like we're not, not like we're riding on the roads in night, but I mean, either way. Well, anything you can do at are. this point for the uh, the night ride that'd be good, you know. Yeah. Yeah, in the fall time when the yeah. when the when the sun starts setting a little earlier, yeah, uh, I think it could only assist. So, right, yeah. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be um, a big stepping stone. I mean, it's one of those things where a lot of these, a lot of like content creators, whether you're a YouTuber, YouTuber or a podcast or whatever, people put out like merchandise or whatever. This, this is something where we're bridging two kind of passions: podcasting, cycling bridging them together. So right. for us, I think it's a little bit more. It's not like, oh, you know, go buy our merch. This is more for no. something we're doing for us first. This is selfish. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine, though. I think that's, yeah. I think I think in making it for ourselves first, it's actually the opposite of selfish. We're not like, just right. like, oh, yeah, go buy this. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. we're, we're yeah. going to, we're, we're doing it for our own um, enjoyment, I guess. And then, and yeah. then if it works out, then we, uh, we, we produce it for the masses, maybe. Who knows? Plus right. <clears throat> the, the reflective uh, aspect will come in handy when the camera flashes are going off. Yeah, uh, at so, the premiere. <laughs> yeah, so you know, just just a side thought, but you know, yeah, yeah, on the red carpet, on the red carpet at the finish line. Yeah, at Grattan. Yeah, you know, it's gonna be a lot of. It's gonna be cool. I'm really yeah. excited about it. Me too. Yeah. yeah, exciting times ahead for the podcast. It's a good time to be part of the Eclipse on Tap yeah. podcast. We have a trinity now at the podcast. The Holy Trinity. The triumvirate. And, uh, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're moving and shaking, we're moving deals and, uh, we're, uh, you know, all that good stuff. So it's going to be an exciting 2020. I, I think. think that's, yeah, we've stated before in the past, like the most rewarding thing about this podcast thus far in the two years that we've been in existence, two and a half years coming up on is the relationships we've built with other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The people we've had on the podcast for interviews, um, different businesses we've interacted with. That is the, uh, by far the most rewarding part, of course, also, um, you know, building a listenership, but for us, it's more about, uh, a really broad listenership. Yeah, by the yeah, way. exactly. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things about just like getting people enthusiastic. And when you have, when you have other businesses or you have breweries or whatever that are interested too, and you build that relationship, it's rewarding because it's, they're, they're plugging into that enthusiasm and they're, yeah. they're, uh, only aiding in that process. It, so. it, it's all based on the foundation of uh, the passion for space and for getting out and looking up too. Yeah, yeah you know, exactly. That, that's really, honestly, even with Ecliptic and even you know any anybody that we've spoken to, it's all based on the passion for astronomy, the passion for uh, getting out, looking up in space, and yep. um, you know, like that. That's just that's that's the the thing that i like to you know take to home there you know it's the core of the, the day core it's tenant, like the, yeah yeah the pillar yeah. it's one of those things like you know when we we're talking about the kit we're not we're not making the kit for the purpose of making money off of it we're making it because it's bridging two of our uh hobbies yeah and um and it's uh, something we get excited about and continues to propel our excitement for this podcast so and you talk to somebody like john harris he's the same way he i mean he was one of the founding members of Deschutes Brewing, which is one of the most prominent brewing companies 
in the United States mm-hmm. and um, has taken on this ecliptic brewing project um, aside from all of his previous endeavors really to bridge or to marry his two passions, which is brewing in space, yeah. brewing, well, not brewing in space, but brewing and space, um, astronomy, telescope. Potentially brewing in yeah, space. Yeah, I was going to say, you just brought up an interesting uh, yeah. idea there. Yeah. The closest that I think uh, our, our good friend Eli Burton, um, he, he, and I, uh, he and us are going to potentially do a beer swap soon. And he talked about a beer in, I think it's also in Oregon, actually, maybe in Washington State, somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. But it's a brewing company that um, actually launched a selection of their yeast that they use for their beer up into space. That's badass. And then they bring that cosmic yeast back down and they brew beer with it. And the, the beer is called Mission Control. That's badass. And uh, he has a couple bottles, and we, we've talked about getting some swaps going on. What would it take to buy a portion of the International Space Station <laughs> just for brewing beer? We, we have an expert hop grower. Yes. <laughs> I, oh, We're going to send him up. I could grow the hops. Next year I'll be more prepared like we discussed Earlier, we don't need to bring that up again. Brew some, uh, or sorry, uh, I said nothing. Plant some galaxy yeah, last, hops. last time. I mean, it was. I I successfully grew hops, but it, they didn't successfully thrive after they were harvest. harvest yeah, harvesting. Uh, because I didn't have a plan in place. But next year or the following year, you better have a plan on the ISS. <laughs> yeah, you better have a plan there. But uh, I would wonder if we could grow hops here. Get in touch with NASA. Have them bring hey, up some NASA. hops. <laughs> bring up some hops on the payload at NASA on Twitter, or maybe maybe even SpaceX. You know, hey, hey, next Crew Dragon, you go. Can you bring this bushel basket up with you? I mean, Elon is—he's uh, pretty out there with his ideas. You never know. And here, here's another experiment. I mean, I know you guys are doing those every day, but what about brewing some beer? You never know. You never know. Maybe yeah. he could take they it might, up there, and they might go for it. All of a sudden, it's a new phenomenon galaxy hops to a more realistic level they're not just called galaxy they're actually they actually are uh yeah i mean they're they're in orbit yeah that'd be interesting i don't know i i highly doubt it that was kind of just a uh obviously you're spitballing you know i uh i like to dream dream big you know but yeah so i mean that would be quite the uh the undertaking to uh to brew some beer up in space but hey you know it could happen you never know it really could. i'd rather get space whiskey yeah that's true we could do that a little space whiskey it's more bang for the buck really i mean you think about it space Com- tobacco Commi- Ooh, there Ooh. You go. <laughs> commission out uh three wings of the iss one for space brewing weed <laughs> just all four of the wings wow no, no longer do we want to put a man on the moon or or on Mars. We just want to get some good hallucinogenics from outer space, just for the novelty it's, of it. Because it's been in space, yeah. it wouldn't change anything. It would just be like, oh, this was crafted in space. It would be the exact same product. Think if of any, the market value, yeah. though. Well, if anything, it would probably taste terrible, or or yeah, I don't know, but maybe not, I don't, maybe not. Well, if we if we set up a actual if we bought one of the little wings of the iss and set that up legit we could probably it, it could be pretty good barrel aged beer what if you took a couple barrel aged like so broadly for brewery of avant they've got all those barrels stored in the back 
Just send a couple of the barrels up. Let those age in the ISS. Yeah. Space barrel age beer. I wonder, it might actually age better because zero gravity. So you know, it absorb more of the yeah. There, I mean, there, it's interesting. Like, flavors. there's been there's been some people that have tried uh, barrel aging beer in uh, like under at the at the actually Atwater Brewing in Detroit. Mm-hmm. They put a stout, a bar- bourbon barrel aged stout, at the bottom of Lake Michigan. Oh, really? Or I think it might have been Lake Huron, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And it came up and it, it didn't work though. Yeah. But that's the opposite. You have more. Wouldn't that be the opposite well, of space? Yeah, it's like that much more pressure it's more pressure instead of less yeah Yeah. like would it i wonder if it i don't know how that would work the physics only one way to find out like would more of it uh absorb into the wood or would it just stay totally stagnant because that's the thing with bourbon barrel aged beer is you're getting all of the little particulates little micro particulates from the actual bourbon barrel wood to kind of infiltrate your beer yeah. But if you put it in space, would it just not do that? I, yeah. I the trick know. would be getting somebody to co- or convincing somebody uh, that this is a good idea and it's worth their time. So, Elon Musk. Um, yeah, dear NASA. Let's get Joe Rogan involved. He'd do yeah. it. We could. Yeah, he's got. Would. He's got the financial. What was his uh, podcast figure per podcast? Hundred K. Hundred K. He's got the. Money. That's about what we're doing here at. Uh, yeah, on tap. more or less. You could, we, you'd pitch it to him like this: be like, you can, you can uh, make some of your uh, shroom tech up there, and we'll uh, we'll have a side hustle for the beer, <laughs> and then uh, you know the trick is just getting it back down. And if we can get it back down, um, you know we'll be we'll be we'll all be good. We'll all be better for it. Yeah, it'll probably be a good a good product. Can um, you imagine a uh, so you, you're thinking about astronauts coming back from the ISS? Yeah, it's a very tactical, uh, very strategic mission. Don't burn up the barrel. <laughs> They're just holding on to this little barrel, like. Yeah. <laughs> did did the hops make it? Did the hops make it? Top yes, Mister Williams, the hops made it. <laughs> when are you gonna start? Well, we have to do this, this, and this. <laughs> it's gonna take three months, and then we'll finally start. Well, no, can you expedite that? Would be. We'd have to please be very, advise. Very. <laughs> please ensure. And advice. We already have customer orders for this. You don't understand. <laughs> the customers are waiting. Yeah, we we uh, we already placed orders for this. What's the lead time? Yeah, um, <laughs> on the space ups. Yeah. Oh, all the keywords of corporate America. Yeah. Uh, the worst. I hate life. <laughs> <laughs> corporate America. Well, that's why we yeah. do the podcast, right? It's a yeah. it's a release. Yeah. So, anyway, well, I think one of the things we wanted to talk about too was. Earlier, we're chatting about Starship, right? We're talking Mark One, and has the very thrown together look, but Elon has promised that it will look very, very sleek and slick, and it's a Mark Four or Five edition, uh, and that will be the result of cold rolled steel, and the cold rolled steel is uh, currently being exhibited on his new Tesla Cybertruck. We should uh, ask uh, Race. I don't know exactly what cold rolled steel is. Yeah, he, Grace Chaser he, would know. He would be yeah. the absolute expert on that. I'm sure he would have a lot to say about. Should we call a friend? Right yeah, now? we could yeah. call a friend. <laughs> you should put him on speaker. But it does him. look sleek. I like the truck. You should like, call him up. Call him up. <laughs> Seriously, call him up. What's cold rolled steel? Yeah, do it. Yeah. All right, I'll do. We'll it. continue introducing Cybertruck while you call up Race Chaser. We'll we'll Stand phone by. a friend. This is like a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of our three. <laughs> yeah. The lights go down. 
Is race that, chaser, you're on live. Is that your make, final you answer, make sure, race chaser? Make sure you put it on speakerphone yeah. so that we can all hear him. But yeah. um, the Cybertruck was a very polarizing introduction for Tesla. Yeah. You know, Tesla has had a lot of su- success in the kind of sporty sedan. Oh, here we're ringing. All right. All right, folks. Race chaser dad is on the line. UFO hotline, may we help you? <laughs> <laughs> you're, uh, you're live on the Clips on Tap podcast, Dad. Um, oh, nice. And uh, we've, we're calling in a friend because we need you to dis- explain to us what cold rolled steel is. Cold rolled steel is hot rolled steel that they let cool down and then they roll it again and reuse the cage. So what is hot rolled steel then? What's hot rolled steel? Hot rolled steel is hot rolled right out of the mill when it comes out of the furnace. Okay. It's rolled okay. when it's hot. All right. Okay. And the mechanism that rolls it? Can't hear. What's the mechanism that rolls it? Steel mill rolling mill. All right. All right. How, is that, what's the advantage of cold rolled? Uh, you get a lot more ductility. It's a lot, like if you want hot rolled, it might be the top of a shock tower in a car. It's unexposed. The bottom counterweight of a file cabinet. Uh, and cold rolled is going to be the front uh, drawer cover or door for a file cabinet or uh, like a, uh, oh shoot, one of those stand-up style, you know, closet slash file cabinet. Uh, it could be the whole housing for a desk. So it's really just uh, aesthetics? It's a much finer finish. Okay. So, right. But as far as Elon Musk's uh, Starship, he's talking about doing cold rolled steel for the finish, the final finish of Starship. Would that in some way enhance the um, the integrity of the steel for, for space travel? Mm, I don't know if it would enhance it. I mean, you can do the same chemistry. I mean, if you, you know, the chemistry is the chemistry. It's just a matter of the finish. So if he's got something going where he knows, you know, something that he wants to do, I mean, you're going to have to have a heat shield on it anyway. So, I mean, it's kind of. I don't know what his idea is. I mean, as far as that goes. Well, one of the things that one of the things that he's talking about is instead of using carbon fiber like he has in most of his Falcon Nines, he's opted for cold rolled steel for um, for added uh, durability and integrity. What is your take, carbon fiber versus cold rolled steel? Mm, that's a tough one. I don't know that much about carbon fiber. I mean, if he's using it for the launch vehicles and that type of thing, where he's gonna, you know, land them and all that kind of thing like he's done in the past i would say okay it'd have to be really light gauge like you go back to the uh atlas that they had to pressurize the rocket itself to hold the skin out on the thing like if you go down to huntsville they've got one laying on its side they've got a compressor running to hold the skin out it's so light gauge but um as far as what he's talking about i mean he's so creative and his guys so I'd have to read more about it to see what he's actually doing. All right. Well, that, well there you have it, people. Uh, not so informative, but this is the UFO hotline. I'm sorry we couldn't tell you more about this. Too. <laughs> well, uh, we thank you for uh, joining us in our uh, phone a friend session at Eclipse on Tap. And uh, I have one last question. Are you uh, at the watering hole right now? We are at the watering hole, yes, actually. Is my wife we'll there? Is my wife with you? She is sitting right to my right, and my wife is sitting to my left. Lovely. Right. Well, uh, we'll let you go and get back to what you're doing then. 
please call again. The uh, CBD oil hotline is here to help as well. So uh, give us a shout. <laughs> we, we will. We'll take you up on that. All right. See ya. All right. See ya. Bye. Uh, the ever-present race chaser dad expert in that the, was that was amazing he answered that like a pro <laughs> it was like he knew <laughs> i know <laughs> the ufo hotline speaking yeah. how did he, he must have known i mean he knows that we're i think he knows we're recording right yeah. now but still um yeah. he probably thought i was calling him to jo- meet up with him to at uh Hulahans or something yeah. like that but that's hilarious want a beer bud yeah <laughs> hey you want to come up you guys done you guys done recording you thirsty yeah that's so funny. Yeah. Oh man, I so love it. I love it's just it. a finer finish. Basically. It's it's a yeah. from what yeah. I mean. He is the steel expert. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, I mean, he is like an actual industry industry expert in the field. So yeah, yeah. And I he think runs a multi million dollar steel steel mill slitting operation. Yeah. 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 So he knows steel. So it is a it's a way to make it very. I mean, one of the things that I'm wondering. He's talking hot rolled steel versus cold rolled steel. Cold rolled steel is a much finer finish. Not only aesthetically does it look better, but it might have like a, a better um, aerodynamic property or something with like, you know, if it's yeah. finer, like, yeah. it, I don't know, who knows? Maybe it has like a, I don't know. Certainly it looks nice. I, I like the look of the, the, the finish on the truck. It reminded me a lot of the, um, the, What's the car in uh, Back to the Future? The um, the DeLorean. DeLorean. Yeah, 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 and that's a lot of yeah. the a that's lot of stainless the cri- steel. I think. Yeah, I yeah know, a lot of yeah. the critics of the um, of the uh, Cybertruck. So this, I mean, uh, like going back to the introduction, when when Elon introduced the Cybertruck, um, a lot of people were like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, and they're like, "This just looks like a DeLorean, which was kind of a failed vehicle, um, but just worse." Yeah. So I mean, part of the reason why it. it Elon is not known for his ability to be uh, particularly charismatic or well-spoken. So one of his issues with his launch of this vehicle no, is neither, that... Neither am I. Well, but but he didn't even show that it had a, uh, a truck bed until about 45 minutes into the presentation. Yeah. That the little, uh, you know, like the little window like yeah. rolled up. Everyone is like, this is a truck that doesn't have a truck bed. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. And then he revealed it. It's like, okay, now it's a truck. So, but I mean... There was some issues with the reveal, of course, with the glass, and you know there, there's that whole fail with the with the window breaking. But all in all, it's a pretty sweet thing. I, I think oh, it's, I think a, it's yeah. it it looks extremely futuristic, which is what his kind of mo is as far as his designs, which is it's a great thing. I mean, it's like it's like break. He yeah. just he likes to break the mold on yeah. like, like again, that, like we were talking about space travel, like we're just going to rewrite the book on how it's done. Yeah. Same thing with cars. We're just going to rewrite. You know yeah, what yeah. you think is a car or a truck or whatever doesn't exist anymore. This is what it is. Yeah. What's I'm, really what's really wild about Tesla is if you go back to the introduction of motor vehicles into humanity, back in the day, electric vehicles were some of the first cars. Yeah. Way back when they were ever first introduced, and they were they were shoved aside because the combustion engine was introduced, and it seems so much more practical at the time right but can you imagine if they were like eh, this this combustion engine idea it's a little too well if they, if they little, had just committed to yeah. electric where would at that where time, would we be right now be oh my gosh yeah 100 it, years ahead i of cannot like just insanity all yeah. of the uh, combustion engine advancements that we've had from the 1910s till now have been drastic if you were to stick with electric from the very beginning like it was 
it would have been insane. But either yeah. way, you know, Elon has kind of rewritten the rewritten the script, I guess, for for vehicles. But but it all comes back into space because uh, after the reveal, which was again very polarizing, some people were like, "I hate it." Other people were like, "I'm putting my pre-order in right now." For 39k, that uh, like I was expecting to be 100k. I guess when you get like the double engine with like crazy towing. Well, there's capacity. the yeah, there's single, double, and triple engine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then when, it goes up to like 80, 90k. It's so tough with when you when you talk about engine, you're talking like an electric or, vehicle. Yeah. Because I mean they they call it that. They call it single, double, and triple engine. But when you we're so used to thinking of an engine as a combustion engine. So when yeah. I, when I think of like triple engine, I'm like, what does that even mean? But it's just three times the power right. going to the torque of the wheels. Yeah. So and and uh, distance <laughs> and distance, yeah. yeah. So I think it was 39k, 49k, and 59k. But even if yeah. you're talking like a triple engine Tesla Cybertruck for fifty nine thousand dollars, what did they say the range was like five hundred miles or four hundred miles? Somewhere around there. Yeah. I mean, so $59,000 sounds like a lot. But if you were to deck out an F-150, like get the Lariat version, which yeah. is Ford's top end, that's an $89,000 truck. Right. It's not. It's really not that bad. No. Especially when you consider the fact that a Tesla Model S, like the sports car, the sedan that they made their, their name off of, those are upwards of that anyway. Right. So you're getting a pretty much the same vehicle. The same excel well not, maybe not the same acceleration because the aerodynamics are different the vehicle is heavier but you're getting the same range you're getting more utility out of it for the same price and it's also this pretty incredible looking vehicle yeah um yeah it, yeah. It, yeah it's a i i don't know i when i was when I, I was watching the live launch of it and before he revealed that it had a bed i was like this is a total fail and then he revealed it had a bed, and the little window came up, and the drop gate came off, and it turned into a little ramp. And Tesla also revealed that they're releasing an electric ATV. Yeah. And the guy on the electric ATV drove it right up into the truck. He's like, okay, th- this is pretty cool. Yeah. And, and how it all fits back into space is that right after the reveal, a lot of people were tweeting at, at, uh, at Elon and saying, hey, you know, this looks pretty futuristic. Could you ever see this being like a, a rover-type vehicle? And he said, "Well, hell yeah, yeah. All I, I need to do yeah. is pressurize the thing. Yeah, it's yeah. electric. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. uh, it's all uh, it's all battery operated. So different uh, different uh, tires on there, maybe. Yeah, but so, yes, yeah. One of the things that I found really, I don't know, maybe it's not weird, but the amount of glass mm-hmm. involved in this. Yeah, like I I don't know, like, and I even heard um, speaking to the race chaser, um, he watched that initial launch of the vehicle." And uh, they did like a, a strength test on the glass, and apparently and there was broke. a failure. It was a bad but fail. They, yeah. they threw like a baseball size. It like was a steel, bar- steel ball bearing. Yeah, yeah. steel was, ball bearing. So the, the issue with it, and um, I've talked to a, a close friend of mine, Jake, uh, who used to work at Tesla, actually. Uh, I won't say his last name for just discretionary purposes, but um, he used to work at Tesla, and he knows a lot about automotive manufacturing. And what he told me was that when they in- introduced the glass, in that launch of the vehicle when they when they initially said hey this is what we're doing what they said is that it's a kind of like a bulletproof glass mm-hmm. and they introduced it with the piece of the glass and it was held by like some vices like they just had like a square of the glass mm-hmm. it's held in devices and they had a guy up on a ladder and they dropped the exact same steel ball bearing on that glass and but because it's hold, held by vices it can flex a lot more oh. so hit the hit the glass which is again they're claiming it to be this bulletproof glass 
was, you know, probably one inch, maybe one and a half inch diameter steel ball bearing smacks into it, just bounces right off. Yeah. And the crowd is like, wow, that's amazing. And then he has Franz, who's his like design engineer guy, toss the exact same steel ball bearing at the window that's in the truck and it totally shattered. It, it didn't shatter, but it made, it made a, it looked like tempered glass. Where yeah, it, like, yeah, kind of like webs. it disperses the the glass, but it, it clearly broke. Yeah, like it wasn't yeah. like, and, and and Elon had a little bit of a mishap. <laughs> he goes, yeah, he kind of made a little bit of like a a, a live TV like snafu, swore yeah. on TV. Was oh crap, you know? So the glass breaks, and then he has the guy throw it at the back window, maybe thinking that the front window was a was a a farce. The back window breaks the same, and a lot of it has to do with the way that it's installed in the vehicle, according mm. to my buddy Jake. He said it's um, all about the flexibility of the glass. Mm-hmm. So when it's held into just, if you have a vise on the left, the right, the front, and the rear, yeah. it's going to bend quite a bit. Right. When it's completely encapsulated into a, a vehicle, it doesn't have nearly the flexibility, and uh, that type of steel ball bearing uh, kind Still, of... Still, that's a hell of a hit. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. I, the one thing I kind of laughed about it, though, is if you watch back on the video, the guy doesn't throw it that hard at all. He kind of go, it's a lob. It's like yeah. just a little, and then the thing just cracks. So it was definitely an issue for them. It was part of the reason why the the, the, the launch was so viral, um, not because the vehicle was so polarizing, but more so as the glass broke and it was like a funny, yeah, almost a funny meme. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I think... If he's serious about pressurizing this and making it a Mars vehicle, that that would be really cool. It looks cool. like a rover. It looks like something that could potentially be a transport vehicle on another planet. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I'd want uh, um, a full-on glass roof. I mean, it'd be cool if it was a rover with a full glass roof, but I just don't, you know. Part of me was like, yeah, just make it, uh, just wrap it in steel. And then uh, give me a front window to look out. You know, I'm good to go. But yeah, uh, I mean, it, th- I would assume you know. that like the uh, the rover version of the Cybertruck would be pretty much all steel. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly what you're what you're describing, where it's just well, the steel, just a windshield. They took like a sledgehammer to the steel. They did, yeah. It's very strong. Oh yeah, no dents. Yeah. So it just bounced off. That's an upside. I mean, yeah. Sledgehammer to the side of the vehicle. They 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 brought out like a you know competitor truck door i don't know if it was an f-150 or a chevy colorado or whatever it was but they they hit it and it dented of course and then they showed it with the cyber truck but i think what it what it shows is that elon is um very enthusiastic about bridging his companies tesla and um spacex are not two completely separate companies he even has uh what was he saying the mark one the motors that drive the fins mm-hmm. are Tesla Model 3 motors. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. So he literally takes the motor out of his vehicle, the, the, the more consumer-level vehicle, which is the Model 3. The, Model, the Tesla Model S is the sports car version. But he takes the Model 3 engine, he puts it in, and that's what drives the, the fins. I didn't hmm. know that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. cool. I mean, and I, th- that's the kind of thing where, like, people give him, you know, some flack for a lot of the things he does. It's only natural because he's so forward thinking but that's Some of pretty, it's off the pretty wall inc- too, yeah. incredible like you're using this i mean he's talked about some of the efficiencies that he could make obviously the final mark three would not be like literally a tesla model three engine yeah driving the fins but it'd be something along those lines yeah that's, it, pre- that's pretty amazing yeah i mean i think he honestly like 
start I mean started the whole uh, maybe connection between or I don't know if, a, uh, if it's a connection or what it is but uh, the relationship between both companies of his when he launched Starman yeah I think yeah. It, I, I think honestly because I mean it's the first Tesla in space it's a natural bridge I mean that that guy is floating and orbiting like none other while you like uh, he is while you describe him I will where, where is he at this moment that's what I was, uh, I was gonna yeah. say I'll check it where if is he? Continue describing uh, the bridge, and I will continue to check his status. Well, in we space. Uh, and uh, we we had a few words uh, on a, a previous podcast with the uh, developer of this website. Yeah, too, what so. was his name? Ben Ben Sherman Sherman. Yep, the designer of WhereIsRoadster.com. So uh, the Tesla Roadster that was launched. How long ago was that? Like two years ago now? Yeah, no, no, not no. quite a year and a half. It ago. was like February of two thousand. Seventeen February two thousand eighteen. Eighteen. It'll be two years in February of two thousand twenty. Oh, which okay. will be this upcoming yeah, coming up on two years. So the car is currently. This is the stats from Where'sRoadster.com. Shout out to Ben Sherman. And actually, I see an ad on his website for the Adventures of Starman comic book. So shout out to Eli, Eli Burton. He actually just released yeah another episode two. Another guest of ours. Yeah, yeah. we could talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But but according to Where'sRoadster.com, which is an algorithm that Ben um, created based on his kind of aeronautical engineering skills uh, when it was launched, how fast it was launching, all those sorts of things. The car is 122,281,662 miles from and the coming. sun. When nope, does it hang make... On, hang on, I said that wrong. This is weird. Why is it listed like this? The car is 122,281,719. Now it's counting up constantly. It says light minutes from the sun. Oh, okay. I don't know. And when was the was the closest approach to Mars? This is that, has that gone come and passed? Is it? Well, he has it kind of bracketed out here. He okay. says the the car has it. This is kind of funny. The car has exceeded its 36,000 mile warranty 26,000 times. <laughs> so good luck filing a claim Uh, it has achieved a fuel economy of 7,478 miles per gallon oh that's lovely if the battery was still working which who knows if it is Starman who's currently seated in that vehicle has listened to Space Oddity by David Bowie 181,628 times in his one year and Is There Life on Mars by David Bowie 244,736 times in his other year. Hmm. I love David Bowie, but I'd probably go nuts. Yeah, at that point. Yeah. yeah. There's a star. <laughs> yeah, that would be... Yeah. yeah. yeah He's, that, uh, that would get a little old. Yeah. <clears throat> Starman has completed 1.200 orbits of the sun since launch. How many orbits? 1.2. Oh, okay. A telescope about 49,933 feet, or if you're European, 15,238 meters in diameter would be required to visualize the upper stage of this particular flying object from Earth. So you'd Hmm. need a massive rocket at this point in time. Um, And at at one point, he was going to get pretty close to Mars. But not like they they uh, timed the orbit as we've 
uh, covered in previous episodes. They timed the orbit or the launch slightly off. Yeah. Um, it was just not quite to the point because they were actually going to have it orbit, like actually swoop around Mars. The initial plan was, was to uh, like kind of inject itself yeah. into Mars's orbit. Yeah. It actually is not that far off. It really isn't. I mean, Roadster on the map right now, I mean, it's I'm sever- obviously several million miles away, but Roadster is about to connect with Mars's orbit. It's not to say that Mars will be at the same position, but as far as Mars's path, it's yeah. about to it's about to the cross paths. Yeah, yeah, the the lunar or sorry, the solar cycle. Um, the crazy thing is, it's on a solar centric orbit, like that little thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the top. Yeah. It's the top section of the uh, the rocket. It's not just the roadster. There's like a big configuration chunk of it of the rocket, but that whole thing is just orbiting the sun forever. Yeah, yeah. until it. Just, just like I mean, we're doing the same thing, man. We're <laughs> floating around on this blue ball. It has been one year, ten months, six hours, and fifty-one minutes since launch, according to uh, Ben Sherman. Yeah, it's 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 pretty He's crazy. Just out there killing it. Yeah, Not easy. So and me, all the while, we're doing the same thing. Yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> it just like oh, here's the here. Sorry, here. Sorry to interrupt, but here's the stat. The car is currently 87 million miles away from Mars. It's moving currently moving away from the planet at a speed of 13,180 miles per hour. He's, he's taking along. Yeah. It's cur- <laughs> as far as the Earth is concerned, it's currently 211 million miles away from Earth, and it's moving away from Earth at a speed of 10,000 miles per hour. So he's on his way out, and he'll, he'll swing around again, though. He'll swing around. But isn't yeah. that crazy, though? Yeah. That a human being uh, initiated the inspiration for a launch of this literal car, and it's now 211 million miles from Earth. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, that is insane. Yeah. That was a good day. When what did you do today, David? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> Not much. I mean, that was a great Clicked day. Clicked a mouse. The fact that that was the initial Falcon Heavy launch, yeah. that it wasn't like they did a test launch and then they just were like, surprise, we're going to launch this payload that happens to include our most recent vehicle that we've designed. Yeah. That was, that's crazy. I, I, that was a great day. Oh, it's, yeah, it's brilliant. I, I, yeah. I mean, it's so cool. Yeah. But, but I, I, you know, going back to it, I think that that was, you know, the first, uh, I guess, uh, combination of the two programs he's got going on yeah, with Tesla it. and so you know it's not surprising I mean, and a lot of his ideas like obviously a lot of the uh, SpaceX uh, renditions of the different rockets they have that they they share the same look as like the stuff he's doing with the cars and all that kind of stuff so I think you're gonna see it you know hopefully he uh, you know holds his word and uh, and has you know this this new truck be, there's a rendition, a, a space rendition of this as well. I mean, that'd be kind of cool. Let you know if, if they use it on the moon first or whatever they do with it. But that'd be that'd be pretty cool. It'd be interesting to see how they, um, how they mesh that into you know Starship with the actual if they if they call it a rover or whatever they call call it. But you know, as yeah. far as uh, the you know be, as far as how they're actually going to land it on Mars or yeah, the moon, how they would deploy it. Yeah, you know, so like obviously. Uh, Apollo, we had the, the the lunar rover, and it it's kinda, a hell of a lot bigger than a lunar rover. Yeah. The thing that the the, the biggest difference heavier. though, the difference though, is that the lunar rover was obviously 
battery operated, but the range of it was not very much. No. It, so you think about something like this, the advancements that they've made in electronic ve- electric vehicles in general. Yeah. This thing would drive around the moon for, you know, it, it'd be so different. It, it could just, it could crush whatever the lunar rover previously well, the, had the, done. Like solar panel ability to recharge it. I yeah. mean, ultimately it could be used you, for multiple missions. Yeah, you got fif- yeah. 40 to 50 years of advancement in yeah. solar power and battery uh, technology. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that as far as this, I mean, I think that's why, you know, it's really why, that, why we brought it up on the podcast is, you know, we're not, there's a lot of people out there that are like these like Tesla or like Elon disciples, yeah. you know, they just like are obsessive over this man. And they buy every iteration of the Tesla. I actually work with a few. We actually have a Tesla charging station at my company. Oh, yeah? It was installed by our CEO because he's like that into it. So it, it just is one of those things. Like people like buy into them. Yeah. And that's totally fine. But when you talk about, okay, consumer level versus space exploration level, it's a big jump. But he has, uh, he has kind of proven that he can do it with his SpaceX yeah, company, well, obviously. Was it the Model S that they launched that is Star, Starman is actually belted into? No, that was the Roadster. That's okay, like, so that's like the sporty version, the yeah. app. That's like they, the Corvette yeah. of the. They yeah. could they could seriously like we're talking about the the lunar rover. That's a convertible, man. What Hell if you yeah. just just send up a Roadster? Hell yeah! Deck that thing out. Like obviously, if you have a situation where it is the actual uh, Tesla truck or whatever they. What, what's the name Cyber of it? Cybertruck. Cyber truck. Yeah. If it's the Cybertruck and it's actually pressurized, then, you know, you could have astronauts go in there, take their, you know, suits off, act, you know, legitimately just drive around like you and I would in a car. But well, yeah. that's the upside to that, which actually is similar to what they did in, you know, like the um, the book, The Martian and the movie. Yeah, they had that, that you know, like a six-wheeled rover yeah. looking mm-hmm. thing. Matt Damon was chilling with a his helmet off yeah so. he was not I mean, matt dayton matt damon yeah it's a close pronunciation pronunciation is similar yeah but um i wish i was matt damon i want one i think they're pretty sweet yeah i mean yeah. i think like i mean the so what what it involves is a 100 100 deposit so it's like you put a hundred dollars down and, and it's refundable if what, you what's their expected release 2021 okay so um but can Start you saving up? Can you imagine rolling down the street with that thing? Yeah, it'd be like the most. Yeah, I dress up as Darth Vader every day. <laughs> yeah, it would yeah. be very cool. Like, it, it's one of those things. I think people saw it. Like he rolled it out, and they were like, "And here's the here's the rationale that I've heard from SpaceX, or sorry, from a Tesla that they released in articles that I've read. This is what they they've said. They are trying to introduce themselves into a market that is." 81% male, completely dominated by a, a design that's been around since 1984 or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, a very, very conservative market. Yeah. Some a, a market that does not give a damn about environmental sustainability. Right. So that's the market that they're entering, which yeah. is the truck market. Yeah. They're flipping the, the table. The Ford F-150, the Chevy Silverado. The GMC Sierra, they're all, it's this, the Toyota, what is it? The Tundra. Tundra. They're all the same damn truck. It's yeah. the same exact truck. They just look a little different, but they're the same truck. They all have the same general towing capacity. They all have the same 
specs, same general engine. Well, it's all the same. Yeah, all assembled in Korea. Yeah. It's just one of those things where he's in, in a lot of people were like, well, why didn't you? Because if you looked at the renderings of what people estimated or kind of guessed what the uh, the Tesla truck would be, mm. they a lot of the guesses were like, oh, it looks like kind of like a F-150, yeah. but it's just electric. Yeah. But he was like, nope, I'm making it completely polarizingly different. It's flipping it on its head yeah and that's why because the market is if you're trying to enter a market that is that concise you can't do it it'd mm. be a complete waste of your money the market you have people that have bought it you know they bought an f-150 in 1985 and every seven years or whatever they renew their vehicle f-150 f-150 yeah. they just keep getting the same exact truck mm-hmm. you have to really flip it on its head yeah. if you want to enter it and i i read that and i was like okay that makes sense. I dig it. To me, yeah. that that's a good rationale. If you're if you're like a design engineer, that's actually kind of genius in a way, mm-hmm. because you're entering a market that is borderline the most conservative in the entire country, and you're just saying let's let's shake it up. Plus, if you're driving a vehicle that looks like the future Martian rover, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd get a kick out of that. Someone sideswipes yeah. you, and it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Cold well, rolled steel, also, baby. I think you're you're even digging into a deeper market too, because right now limitations on a truck would be like, I don't want to drive one because the fuel economy, right? You know, but I'd love to have one for the capabilities of it. So why not enter this market and, and offer something to someone maybe like us that wouldn't normally drive a truck but all of a sudden you've got one that's that meets your criteria and is still you know capable of of hauling and and throwing mountain bikes in it or whatever yeah i mean can you imagine driving this thing up to iceman especially in like in our market in grand rapids we have a tesla supercharger station at the cascade meyer yeah it's four miles away from us I drive over there to get gas, and I see just Teslas all over the place. People <laughs> charging up, whatever. You can plug your car in and get a thirty-minute charge, and it it's that's your range. Yeah, you'd, it's yeah. It, it it you'd have to like if you go into Iceman in this thing, you'd have to get out of the car and look like Iron Will with like the Mad Bomber hat and like just <laughs> or like the a full Sasquatch, <laughs> and just like like all of like like a Siberian tiger scarf. Yeah, just you'd have to just it would like you know it. it you just have to you have to do that. It'll be the next Eclipse on Tap team vehicle. Yeah, slap yeah. a couple uh, decals on it. Yeah. How badass would that be? Little uh, yeah, man. Team Underground bumper sticker. Yeah. Oh man, it would be so cool. The, the, it the will song. be. It will be. That, that's the thing is that the, the the launch was so polarizing. People at first were like, "This is the ugliest vehicle I've ever seen," and then they're like, "I kind of like it. I'm gonna throw my hundred dollars down and put a fu- refundable deposit on this thing." You know, it, it's it's just a strange phenomenon. And that is the genius. Hundred bucks is super cheap yeah. too, man. I would think it's like five grand to like put a deposit. That's on That's a deposit, hundred bucks. It's refundable too if you decide you don't want it. Where do you or, log on? <laughs> Tesla.com. I wonder if they're gonna come out with like, like if they're actually gonna like paint it or I I would rather not have it. He's had he uh, released but, on Twitter. So this is the this is the thing about Elon. If you tweet at Elon and you have a good enough tweet, he'll respond to you. It's not one of those things where he's that big of a celebrity or whatever, a figure where he's like, oh, I'm, I only respond to people that have 100,000 followers, whatever. So someone asked him, they said, is the cold rolled steel raw finish, the steel finish, is that the only finish? And he said, mm, no, I'll do a matte black version too. So he has a black version 
it's the same exact steel, but it's black. It's pretty sweet. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty slick looking. So I don't know. I think it's um very tied into space because in, in in relevance to this podcast, just because of the fact that it is an electric vehicle. It is not using combustion. It does not require oxygen to function. So that is a huge step for future planet travel. Whether he makes like a kind of a even he makes like a dumbed down version of it. That's a little bit more refined. That's like less, uh, I mean, it has like significantly less weight, but it has the same torque capabilities and it's, you could cruise around Mars with no problem. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that's just, it's pretty cool. I, I, I mean, I'm really happy that we have somebody that is as polarizing as him. He, he's not afraid to take the risks. Yeah. If he was somebody like, I mean, if you look at Ford, I love Ford vehicles, but they, it, w- as far as their electronic electric vehicle uh, endeavor, it's kind of just like let's take existing vehicles and make them electric. Yeah. With him, he's like let's rewrite the game. So yeah. I mean, there's something to be said about that. There's some yeah. kudos to be given there. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what what happens there. I'm ordering right now. Hang on. He's putting, putting deposit his, down. He's putting his hundred bucks down. I mean, even the single engine version, the single the single engine version still has a ridiculous amount of torque. Because if you have an electric motor, zero to sixty. Oh, this is the the tri motor. Zero to sixty in two point nine seconds. Less than two point nine. That's seconds. faster than a Porsche. Yeah, yeah. And it's for a the single thousand pound towing capacity, five hundred mile range. That's insane. Is what, that what is the single? Does it have the single sing, motor? Yeah, single engine, uh, two hundred fifty mile range, uh, seventy five hundred pound towing capacity, uh, less than six and a half second. Zero okay, so it's less than six and a half seconds. That's, that's still, still fast. That's way faster than any truck. Yeah, any any truck is uh, borderline fa- ten add, seconds. Faster add than seven K for your self driving. And then the du- that, I mean, I'm guessing the dual motor kind of cuts the difference between yeah. those two. Yeah, so, so you're at forty seven thousand. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, like you like you stated earlier, Nathan. Like thirty nine thousand as an entry introductory fee. Yeah, that's a lot for a vehicle, but if you look at what a truck costs nowadays. So back in the day, my my very first vehicle I ever owned was a 1998 Ford Ranger. I bought it used, whatever. No no big deal. It was like $3,500. I used my money that I raised from my high school job. But nowadays, the Ford Ranger has been reintroduced to the market. And I'm thinking like my Ford Focus that I currently drive is kind of like, eh, maybe in the next two to three years, I could use an upgrade. Like the Ford Ranger has been reintroduced. That'd be kind of a cool vehicle. Mm-hmm. Bring it up to Iceman, whatever. They're freaking expensive. Oh, they're probably four. It's a sm- yeah. it's a small truck. It is yeah. a small truck, and it starts at like thirty five. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's yeah. a large cost for a small vehicle. It's Detroit steel, though, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just one of those things that you get. You kind of wonder where the direction of vehicles is going to head. And the cyber truck has kind of thrown uh, at least the truck market on it's it's flipped it it's it's one it's one of those things where you have people that would never in a million years buy a truck that are buying a truck well, in, I, in yeah. the cyber truck you know what I mean yeah there's yeah. people that would be like oh an f-150 a Chevy uh, Silverado I'm not, I'm not gonna buy one of those yeah and now yeah. they're like now my, they're now take they're my all, money now they're all in yeah yeah because, especially for the hundred buck deposit I mean yeah yeah, I mean, you put that down and then you pay your, uh, you know, whatever. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's one of those things that's uh, flipped the. That market has been so honed in on a specific style of person. And this is the this is the first iteration of it. Imagine like the second generation and like, 
you know, yeah, it's, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens. It's especially wild. especially you know the first generation. I almost would be hesitant to do the first generation. I might even wait for like the you know. Well, you just got a new vehicle anyway. So the yeah. Mach Two. Well, yeah. I, yeah, that. But I'd I'd yeah I'd I'd be uh, because you know the first generation. There's always hiccups. There's there's recalls. You know. Not that you know, yeah. Not that I would assume that'd be maybe a windshield recall if they, if uh, you happen to get a uh, a glass a, a glass a recall. ball bearing a ball bearing uh, that weighs whatever uh, thrown through your vehicle. You know, so there might be a recall on the glass, but uh, other than that, I mean, hey, I haven't seen the interior, but uh, or the features involved in that, but I'm assuming it's similar to what they feature in all the other vehicles they yeah have. it's pretty slick on but, the inside it's like a normal so, tesla with a big yeah. screen and all that yeah it's pretty cool yeah i think it's an interesting future for vehicles but uh i think you know it's one of those things like you put that on mars you pressurize it you never know what could happen yeah but uh that is an interesting place i think to wrap up episode 28 if you'd like to follow us on any of our social media outlets we have instagram at eclipse on tap Twitter at Eclipse on Tap as well. You can follow us on our website, eclipseontap.space. And if you're old school and you want to just send us an email, that's cool too. Eclipseontap at gmail.com. Send us a photo of your uh, recent telescoping event, whatever it may be. Hook, you know, connect with us. Please yeah. do. We'll share it. Please do. Yeah, we'd like to take a look at that and we'll, we'll even feature it on a future podcast. We sure will. Yep. With that said, it's. Uh, been a great episode 28. Been a pleasure, boys. Yeah. And we'll see you in January in 2020 for episode 29. 2020. All right. Looking forward to it. Cheers. Cheers. Till then.